This is episode number 85, Shadow Work, with Clay Smeltzer. Welcome, my name is Oleg Lohit, and this is the Overcoming Odds Podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your fullest potential. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a brief announcement and give a shout out to one of the listeners who has been a part of our work from the very beginning. Her name is Leslie Johnson. The Overcoming Odds podcast brings members of our foster and adoption community together and shares our powerful voices. I highly recommend this podcast to anyone connected to or by foster care and or adoption, as well as those who want to learn more about the adoptee experience, healing, growth, and resilience. Thank you so much, Leslie, for supporting us from the very beginning of Overcoming Odds. Now, if you want to be featured on our review of the week, go ahead and leave us one on iTunes. It is that easy. Simply go to iTunes, type in Overcoming Odds Podcast, and leave your thoughts and comments in the section provided. Also, if you haven't checked out any of our upcoming events, feel free to do so at overcomingodds.today forward slash events. These are experiences created by other community members from the Overcoming Odds tribe, where you'll get a chance to hear stories from powerful speakers from all over the country and opportunities to share your own story as well. Once again, for more information, please go to overcomingodds.today forward slash events. Now, let's get back to our guest. This week's conversation features Clay Smeltzer, father, husband, man, author, speaker, seventh grade math teacher, high school baseball coach, and founder of Purpose Infused Coaching. The mission of purpose-infused coaching is to help schools, administrators, teachers, and men find slash embrace their purpose and to infuse that purpose into everything that they do. In addition, Clay also wants to help men who are in life saying this isn't what it was supposed to be, define their purpose so that they can wake up every day with excitement and the energy to live the life they were meant to live. Without further ado, please welcome Clay Smeltzer. Clay, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. I appreciate being here and uh, look forward to our conversation and continue it from the other day. Absolutely. You know, the, the topic that you and I started talking about during our phone call was a lot about shadow work and really just recognizing that we all have this other element to ourselves called shadow. And so, you know, the best way that I wanted to start this off is really take taking a step back and understanding what is their shadow to begin with? Like, how do you define shadow based on your own experience and understanding of it? Uh, for me, I, I didn't really understand it until I really I went through an anxiety spiral. My second one, actually, at about 35 years old. And uh, at that point in time, I really was just fed up with going through these spirals. 
and uh, having anxiety, oh, or sorry, allowing anxiety to kind of control me. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I did is I just uh, I got back to being good with me. And uh, something that I am and very is very important to me is that you have to own yourself. You have mm-hmm. to love your story. You have to live with purpose. And those three things there, one of the things I wasn't doing was I wasn't taking care of my mind. I wasn't taking care of my body. And I wasn't taking care of the bonds with other people. So for me, I just kind of got, I plateaued and I got comfortable. Mm-hmm. And uh, in that comfortableness is where internally I wasn't feeling like I was moving or going towards something. So uh, I'm kind of a chaser hmm. and I'm always chasing after, I don't want to say after things or stuff like that, but I'm always chasing after the better version of me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I wasn't doing it at that time. So I really got into listening to people. I started listening to Sean Whalen. I started listening to Tyler Jack Harris. I started listening to Ed Millett, uh, Andy Frisella. And then uh, one of the books that Sean um, Whalen suggested was Dark Side of the Light Chasers by Debbie Ford. And I started reading that. And that's where I really was introduced to shadow and what that is. And to me, um, the shadow is all of the stuff that you don't really want to talk about yourself. Mm. It's all the things that you did in your past that, that you don't like. It's all mm-hmm. decisions that you've ever made that you, you can't stand or you, you're like, I no, I shouldn't have made that. So to me, the shadow is all the stuff that we put in our in the back of our minds. We try to bury it. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we try to bury it, it's still running in our subconscious. And uh, it's not really buried. It actually controls a lot of what we do. Uh, we just don't know it or, or are aware of it. So that shadow world to me or that shadow version of Clay Smeltzer is that version that I tried to shove in the back of my mind and act like didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was in my every day. So my anxiety was a result of that. So mm. That's so interesting on so many different levels. As I was telling you before, I was doing some research on the different elements of the shadow. And one of the questions that I had in my mind was, okay, are we born with the whole experience of it? And that is, are we born with the positive and the negative side? And I think based, I guess, to my knowledge is I would say yes, because we are or we do have an understanding of certain positive emotions, what it's like to be kind, happy. And then we also understand what it's like to be angry and sad. And so mm-hmm. the the thing that was interesting to me was as we move forward in life, why do you think that the positive aspect gets accepted and then the negative gets rejected. Is it just because well, of the I views that the society, you know, it, yeah. how it's structured or is there something else beyond that? I think we have a twofold measure here. One is the society is what society deems as, okay, that's acceptable or non, not acceptable. And then two, I think it's our subconscious programming. Because your programming is done really a lot of it from zero to about seven to eight years old, then conscious kicks in. And then we start looking at your conscious and subconscious and how it forms. And all of that environment at which you were born into Mm -hmm. um, and all of those things gives you that programming, how to react as being happy. What do you do when you're happy? What do you do when you're mad or angry? Um, And that's kind of the easiest shadow to really deal with um, because a lot of, you get mad, angry at different things. And 
we've deemed, depending on what family you grew up in, anger was actually used throughout your daily life as a negative, has negative consequences, or sometimes anger was used in your family as a good thing to get things done. Mm -hmm. Um, That was the case of my family is, is now there were times where my parents got angry, probably more so because I did something wrong, you know, and they should have been mad at me. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's also times where, like, I remember my dad, um, being angry, but utilizing that anger to get something done. So he needed this done. He needed this done, uh, and really fuel it, using that fuel and energy from that anger to maybe lift something that needed to be lifted um, to to get to get done. Uh, you know, whatever project it was around the house, digging the hole um, that we need to put fence post in, or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, so utilizing that anger in in a way that got things done. Um, but then there's also that anger on the other side where, where maybe it was too much at times, where maybe it was directed at somebody, um, you know, getting mad or yelling and stuff like that uh, and letting things fly uh, and not realizing the words that you're saying. At times, can that's when anger can be bad. Um, but like you said, it can be used positive and negative. So I think there's that aspect where we learn these subconscious patterns, but we also learn learn this subconscious thought process of saying from our parents and the people who we're surrounded with whether or not those feelings were either good feelings or whether they're bad feelings. Because you also, opposite of anger is happiness. You also have a lot of people who in their family, happiness you didn't talk about. Mm-hmm. You didn't express those feelings. You didn't have those things. So even though happiness is a really good thing, it was never talked about so as we continue to grow as adults those are discussions and conversations that you never have with people because Mm. you never had it with with your family Mm -hmm. um so i think there's kind of that 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 programming we have and i think with programming and subconscious patterns we have to be aware of what those patterns are and those programs that we have in our lives and where they came from as we were as we're children and into our teenage years when we get to actually make the choice of doing right or doing wrong um but then you have society. I think um, as as men, you know, in society, when it says, "Oh, you're an angry," you get <laughs> angry. As a man, whoa, we don't want that. No, mm-hmm. you can't be an angry dude. No, 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 no. Some of the best times in my life where I utilize my anger is because I took my, my anger and all the energy that came with it and all the heightened senses that I had, and I utilize it in a way to score the touchdown or mm-hmm. tackle that guy on the field that I needed to tackle when there's 15 people in front of me or whatever. Um, or when I utilized it to push past that point, I just finished a program called 75 hard from, uh, Andy Frisella. I used my anger during that to push past day 60 to 65 because I was like, I'm fed up with doing this. Mm-hmm. And I was just mad. I'm like, Ugh. and I used that to go, no, I'm going to go work I'm going to go do my two workouts. I'm going to drink that whole thing. I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay committed to myself to finish what I said I was going to finish. And um, so, it's a society thing too. But we don't realize we can utilize it in an amazing, amazing way mm. if we hone in and don't allow the negativity to shoot out, but utilize it and accept it and allow the positivity to come through. And I think that's some of the shadow that we have is that. We have these shadows, but we have these um, predispositions on shadows and what they are from our programming. Mm -hmm. So we say anger, and we're like, ooh, society and our parents have told us, well, don't be angry. 
well, I can be angry and do really, really good things, mm-hmm. you know, um, but I could also be angry and do really bad things. What I was dealing with anxiety and coming out of that spiral or breaking that spiral is I really had to look at like anger and say, well, how can I utilize it in a beneficial way? And where mm-hmm. the things that I was just telling you of how I used it before, that's where I, I had to do that deep work internal to say, okay, this is when I did use it and recognize and be aware of that instead of just going, oh, I'm angry. Now I'm just going to lash out. Mm-hmm. Well, I've done that too. <laughs> and and those are the times that it that didn't really work too well. Um, it caused negative consequences. Um, it made people mad and upset at me. Well, this should have been because well, I just blew off and and um, didn't realize didn't think before what I said. Mm-hmm. So I think there's where we have our, our 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 programming and we have our society. But what it comes down to, in all reality, we can put those two things aside. And really what it comes down to is shadow work is all about you. It is that self-reflection. It's that self-inward look at who am I? Why am I here on this earth? And the things and emotions that I feel, instead of trying to put them back as shadows, is to step into them and bring the light to them. And I mm. think that's, that's for me, is one of the big things that I took the shadows and I, I brought them to the forefront and I stepped into them. And that's mm-hmm. something that... To be, to be whole, to really live through your purpose and wake up every day excited, you have to own your shadow. And that was the last step for me in really owning myself and, and loving my story so that I could live with purpose. Mm-hmm. Where do you think a lot of the conversation with your shadow happens? To me, it's, well, for me, it's, I do, I meditate in the morning. I pray in the morning. I have my routine in the morning and night to, to start my day right, to end my day right. A lot of it comes there. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the times it was also in the struggle. So for me, I'm a physical person. So um, to break out of that that anxiety spiral I was in, I went back to working my body first. Mm-hmm. And because uh, when I looked in the mirror, I'm like, dude, I don't like that person. Even mm-hmm. though like, I, I like... I'm a guy like I can eat all day, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And like, I look like I have muscle structure when I, when I'm not doing anything. But the problem is, is I look in the mirror and I know what's there mm-hmm. and I know what could be there. So for me, it was going back to get my body healthy. It wasn't about looks anymore. It was in the past, but it wasn't about looks. It was about being healthy, feeling like as a 38 year old, I can move around. I can do the things that I wanted to. And I didn't wake up and feel like tasty cakes and cookies because that's really what I was eating. And I felt like it. So I got my body right and I started working out. So it's the times where I really dive into my shadow is during reading time, meditation and prayer time. And then when I'm actually working out, Mm. because then those are the times I want to quit. So those are the times that you go, I build a mental space in my mind where I go. And then I look at that person and I say, okay, what person, what shadow wants me to quit right now? Mm. who is this that's telling me oh you need to stop like this hurts don't do it anymore and that's the person that i gotta confront and i gotta step into and say hey listen we're no 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 like yeah it does hurt but we're gonna we're gonna bring this and we're gonna step into it and we're gonna hurt together because it's not gonna kill us like Mm -hmm. me lifting weights and doing one more rep and doing one more set and pushing it past the pain isn't going to but my body my body and this shadow person is telling me to stop 
so I just step into it. So that's really where a space, wherever it is that uh, is a struggle, is where I step into it the most. Mm. So it's very interesting. You know, for me, what it makes me think of is I think the conversation that I do have with my shadow happens in my dreams. Okay. And it, as part of it, because I, I know that sometimes when I wake up and I'm able to process some of the dreams that I do have, a lot of the areas within it are those that I'm constantly facing on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Or for example, like let's say you've had a negative interact, I've had a negative interaction during a day and I notice it in my dream, a form of that comes into life. Yes. And it, it and it, it it's very fascinating actually to look back because it makes you take a step back literally out of yourself and look at it from a like a outsider perspective and say, Okay, this happened, but what could I have done? So almost you, your your mind gives you an opportunity to form a different solution to a case like that when it comes up in the future. Yeah, I, I think I think that's really neat that you said that. Um, I don't remember any of my dreams. My wife does, and and she'll wake up and say this, this. I don't remember any of them. So, so I'm like, I'm a little jealous that you're able to do that. Um, but but here's here's what I think: when we dream and we go to sleep, our subconscious is always working; mm-hmm. it never stops. So, you go into a state of more almost hypnosis, and sometimes you can get into that state uh, when you're sleeping. So, the things that have occurred throughout the day that are in your conscious conscious mind and you really thought about as it occurred, whether you like or don't like that event, there's things that replay into your mind and your subconscious. And I think lots of times, like what when I was listening to you to share that story, is that our subconscious mind goes into its program. So mm-hmm. I think what you can really do is you can really analyze what your shadow was going to do and how to react. Mm. And then what you can do afterwards is so so that really I think to me was was your shadow reacting in your dream whatever mm-hmm. it was was your was your subconscious your shadow actually reacting or what your subconscious patterns were programmed to do in your brain. Mm-hmm. So what you can do with that is once you're done and you wake up like you have is you then analyze what was going on there. You know, it might not be the exact situation or scenario but it's similar to what occurred. So therefore your subconscious is saying, here's what I would do with that because your subconscious doesn't have uh, emotion. It just Mm -hmm. has a reaction. So it'll just react. And then you can look at it and say, okay, well, do I like that reaction or not? Is that what my subconscious is really doing? Did I do that in the moment at which it occurred uh, that that this dream relates to? And in the future, what can I do in order to react to get the results that I want out of this. Mm. Um, or if it's a negative reaction, somebody's doing something to you, how mm-hmm. can I react to it in a way where I'm not reacting back? Um, and and I think that brings, uh, you gotta get to the point where you're aware of that. I think awareness is a huge thing, but I think that's what you're doing when you, when you share that with me, mm-hmm. is you're being aware of the situation, how related to real life, what your subconscious is doing, and maybe that is a shadow, for you area and then you can bring it to light and then you can start reprogramming your subconscious to say hey this is how i'm going to react this is what i'm going to choose to do mm-hmm. and then when the moment occurs your consciousness can kick in kick in because your subconscious is going to try to work but your conscious can kick in to say hey here's my thought reactive version 
or here's just my reactive, my emotionally reactive uh, version of what I'm going to do. So we have those different. Th so I think that's really cool how you were able to analyze and break that down. Mm -hmm. I just don't think I think a lot of us out there are, um, or a lot of people out there, they get into this mindset, and I think this comes back to our society. This mindset of oh, it's that like frou frou stuff, like oh, I'm going to talk about my mm -hmm. emotions, or, or you're talking about shadow, and you're you're just so over analyzing everything. I'm like, no, that's life. Like <laughs> when you do that, you have such a huge understanding of what goes on. And for me, the over analyzation also was this shadow for me because mm -hmm. I over analyzed and then I didn't do anything about it. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So. But now what I do is I have a, I know my purpose. My purpose is to own myself, love my story, and live with purpose. So therefore, when I analyze something, I see if it falls in those three realms. If it does, then it's something I have to take in. It's something I have to really like look at. If it doesn't, then it's basically like I just kind of wasted a little bit of time there thinking about this. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's where analyzing our shadow work, analyzing those things we don't like about us, analyzing those dreams, analyzing a situation is important because that's a reflection that allows us to be aware, which allows us to create programs for us to get the desired life we want. Mm -hmm. Well, there's so many things that you just mentioned that are important to identify. I think the first one is when we even think about our shadow, one of the terms that I've come across as I was doing some research that our shadow is associated with is our dark side. But mm -hmm. I think there's a tendency for us to sometimes think dark side, dark means bad, but dark just means dark. Dark just means yeah. the other side of it. And yeah. in order for you to be whole, you have to have both sides. Mm -hmm. And as part of it, it, it really, I think, boils down to redefining in our own minds and in, in in our existence what that dark side means to us is it an area to improve on yeah. is it is it just is because a lot of the things mm -hmm. just like you said the emotions that we do have whether it's I, I have a friend of mine and we always joke about it but every time she drives and she she she's aware of this all the time she has a road rage and mm -hmm. so she, she will call the person that's in front of her to the side of her every possible word in the English yeah. dictionary. And I, I just sit there and I'm so fascinated by it because afterwards we have this dialogue where we actually acknowledge what just happened. Mm -hmm. And she tells me that, you know, this, this is my dark side. This is what this is. These are the things I do with. And just like you said, I think it's very important to be able to acknowledge that you do have a dark side mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily bad. Yes. Your dark side is just is. It's a it's a part of who you are. And that's where I think the, the distinguishing has to happen because in just like you said in today's society we are often painted with the picture of dark means bad. Dark mm -hmm. means you have to hide it. Dark means you can't talk about it. And for males especially one of the subjects yes. vulnerability. We can't be vulnerable anymore. If that's seen as a weakness, yeah. so then what do we do? Well, we hide it and we become an entirely yep. different identity over that time. Oh yeah, absolutely, and, and and that's where for men that that that's what I did. I mean, I didn't tell 
anybody I've dealt with anxiety as an adult until my wife, which I met 60 years ago. I was 32 years old, you know, so I just trapped it back like it didn't exist, but it did. It, it controlled a good portion of my life. Mm -hmm. I didn't do certain things because of it. And, um, and also, you know, society, when we think what, what I had to deal with to, like you said, acknowledge it and then accept it was when we look at the dark side and stuff, you know, it's kind of like Star Wars. You got the, you got the, you know, um, the force and then you mm -hmm. got the dark side, you know, those different things. And that's what we, that's as a society, what we say, we think of all of those characters on the dark side, they're just bad, evil, mean, do destructive things that mm -hmm. hurt people. All of these things. Look at the TV shows that we have out there. You know, you got all these different criminal TV shows that are out there, all these different movies. There's either a good or there's a bad, you mm -hmm. know, and that's either one. Um, you know, so we have those different things uh, in there. One of the reasons why I like Deadpool as a character is because he's like that mixture of both. He owns his bad, but he goes out and does good, like, mm -hmm. and he does good through his bad, you know, and so there's, there's, uh, one of the conflicts I think that was great during that is that you have that. But for me, um, when I went through and looked at really my shadow side and tried and owned it, my my brain went to: Am I? Am I? Is my dark side? Is that me being one of those? Like, is that me being crazy? Is that me being um, one of those people that goes out and hurt people? Mm -hmm. Is that me being this person? So it went right to all of those things that are all dependent of is my dark side am i this like mean evil nasty person the question is the answer is no mm -hmm. like no that's not me and um uh, because in in all reality i have a choice to be who i want to be mm -hmm. and that's ultimately what i know and that was the greatest gift that was ever given to me was a gift of choice and it's my decision what i do it's my decision how i act it's my decision whether i do something that's you know bad or evil or something like that and it's my decision whether i don't and uh i'm just going to choose i don't because i don't want the life that comes mm -hmm. with the other one mm -hmm. and um that's where i had to acknowledge like that's not me like my dark side isn't me but my dark side does include anxiety my dark side does include anger my dark side includes frustration uh my dark side includes um i mean those are my big those are the big ones um because other than that, like I've been a pretty open person with myself and growth mindset, but those the 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 anger, the frustration that I get, and and anxiety, those are the three things I really had to own um, about myself that I just tried to trap back and or say oh, that doesn't really exist. They didn't allow myself to feel it. So um, yeah, I agree with what you said. Kind of society puts us on that, uh, mm -hmm. but it's a blend of finding out who we are and how can I utilize that dark side of me like anger to do something that's where I was like wow when I look back at my athletic career I, I played baseball and football in high school and I went to college to play baseball I ended up breaking my thumb and, and having to stop but when I look at chasing the major leagues like I use that energy from that that deep and it's not even anger it's just that ugh, mm -hmm. like if you're talking about war and you're going to go fight, like I'm talking like 300 style Leonidas, like <laughs> kicking the dudes in the well, like that's what I'm talking about. Like that, ah, mm -hmm. like that's what I used, you know, if it, it to, to either make the big 
play or to do this or to, to step on the field at wintertime and shovel off all of the, shovel off the snow in the field so I can do my routine so I can go to a camp and stuff like that. Like those are all the things like I'm like, oh, and charging the warrior feeling, um, those different things. But again, predispositions from your, your family or your environment. And then society says, whoa, can you really be the Leonidas that kicks somebody in down the well? Mm-hmm. Like at times it's probably good, um, you know, and, and things like that. So that's kind of where I had to learn that balance but I had to acknowledge it at first, be aware of the things I did and then identify what it was that I was actually, what, what I actually was that, that was my shadow. Mm-hmm. Again, the, the last one for me was the anxiety. Mm-hmm. I, just, I hated it. Like I just, I hated it. It, it um, And the more I hated it, the more I felt it. But then learning about anxiety, learning about my shadow and accepting it, I realized that that warrior Leonidas, hmm. that, that, you know, standing up, kicking him in the well, that was anxiety. Mm. Like the reason why I did well in the field, pressure moment, that was anxiety. It was the same stuff. It's the same chemicals released. It's the same feeling, um, except for I used it to do good and to get the hit at two outs when we need to win the game and there's a guy on second to put the baseball to right field and put it in play. Put me in, I'm, I'm going to hit the ball that way. But it's the same stuff that I allowed later on in life when I wasn't put in those moments over and over again. Mm -hmm. I allowed it to control me in a negative way instead of a positive way. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that one of the questions that come to mind as you were sharing this is I do agree with you that being able to recognize and have enough self-awareness to use some of that dark side that is a part of you to help you um, propel in some of the other areas, it is important. But the question that comes to mind is it's also being able to recognize when you are overusing it. Because just like you yeah. said, if you are using it to help you push through something, but then what if all of a sudden that becomes who you are? That becomes what mm-hmm. you are comfortable with. So what do you do to catch yourself to make sure that you're not overstepping that and you're still able to come back down to, to earth and understand that okay maybe i don't have to use this force in every single situation that i'm a part of correct yeah a big thing is my family and i've been really um trying to utilize because because i'm a teacher Mm -hmm. so when things happen in class and stuff like that like i'm always i would say in control when i get home there's times where i say stuff to my kids of what I really probably wanted to say to my students. And I'm like, oh, I just <laughs> lost it. I went, over the, I went over the edge. And I'm like, man, I shouldn't have done that. Um, but that, see, there's where it's times of those. Like, I'll come back. I'll apologize for things. You know, I'm like, hey. Um, but that right there is overstepping the bounds, you mm-hmm. know, and utilizing. Because I didn't need to do that then. I deal with students all day. My kids are the same way. Um, but I also have have people in my life. My wife is one of them that always, she brings me back. Mm-hmm. So I am a person that I'll get super center focused and that's kind of the way I've always been. Again, one of my, I probably one of my shadows as we're talking about it is I get super center focused and then I'm just on that and I'm like, right, mm-hmm. right to, I'm just like, let's go. And then I'm like active. I'm like go mode all the time. 
but there's times where I've I've learned throughout the last probably a year and a half is that there's times that I needed to I need to reel back. Mm-hmm. So I needed to take time where I'm I just am. And being in the present rather than always thinking about the future mm-hmm. or always thinking about stuff that happened in the past. Um, I heard a great speaker one time, um, and I forget I forget her name, but anyways, she said, and this is how I felt at the time, is that you have one foot in the past, you have one foot in the pre- in the in the future, and you're pissing all over the present. And I'm like, dang, I'm like, that's how I felt at that point in time because I was always looking at, well, what am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? Or I don't like this what happened. I don't like this what happened in the past, and I was forgetting that I'm. Like I'm here, I'm in mm-hmm. this moment, just like with you, with you and me, I could be thinking about what I'm going to cook later or what this or this, whatever it may be. But my, my focus is right here, right now. Why? Mm-hmm. Because I'm here to help me own myself, love my story and live with purpose. It fits those. I'm here to help you and anybody else that's listening as well, be able to do those things. So my center focus right now is in the moment instead of everything else. Mm. And I think that's one of the big things of where where I have people like my wife pulls me back. She reels me in when I go that way. Um, I've been able to do that now because I've looked at that shadow. I've looked at that negative aspect of myself. I've, I'm aware of it. I've recognized it and I'm able to adapt patterns and programming in my conscious and subconscious and say, Oh no, I'm doing it. I need to revert. Let's, let's re let's reevaluate. Let's reflect. Let's evaluate. Let's, let's change, change what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Wow. It, it, yeah, there's so many things that come to mind. I think the first one is with something like that. that I mean, there has to be a sense of awareness and a pretty developed one to be able to recognize that. And when it comes to self-awareness, I mean, I've always believed that we are born with all of the different tools, but it takes us time and it, it takes us different experiences to be able to identify them. Self-awareness, I think, is just like any other tool. We all have it, but just like you said, there are different elements to it. And I think mm-hmm. through conversations like the one we're having a lot, as well as other people, we're able to better understand that aspect. Yes. Um, final thought for today's episode, and this is a question that I ask all of our guests, and that is, who or what are you grateful for today? Oh, man, here, this is awesome. I am grateful to wake up today. That's what I'm grateful for because I got an opportunity to do something with today. And, and that's one of the things that I haven't always been grateful for. I haven't mm-hmm. been grateful that I woke up to have a chance to do something with my day. I've woken up being annoyed. I've woken up being mad. I've woken up being, oh, I got to go do this again. I've woken up with all these worries about what about this? What about this? Heck, I've woken up thinking aliens are going to attack us, you know, at points in time because my anxiety was that bad. Mm-hmm. But now, like, I will, I wake up and I'm grateful that I have another chance, another opportunity to own myself, to love my story, to live with purpose, and to help others do that. And for me, um, gratefulness, and I did a 30-day great um, uh, gratitude challenge. And anybody's listening, go do it. Post a video, 30 days gratitude. And just that awareness of what you're grateful for allows you to be in the moment, to be present, to be present with your life, to know who you are, to love your story, and to go live with a purpose and an intention throughout your day. Mm, well said. 
Clay, how do people find you and what are some of the things that you have coming up that people can be a part of? We have, uh, you can find me at uh, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, um, LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn, Clay Smelter. Instagram is Clay underscore Smelter, or you can find me at Purpose Infused Coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Facebook is the same thing, Clay Smelter, Purpose Infused Coaching. You can check out www.purposeinfusedcoaching uh, as well. Uh, and that program is designed uh, for men uh, to be able to help them find purpose and infuse it, but also as a teacher to help educators and administrators find purpose and rejuvenate that passion and purpose for, for teaching uh, and in education. And then uh, a couple of things that we're going to have coming up here are some groups. Uh, we're going to do a small group uh, with the men, about four to six uh, men every week. We're going to meet and we're going to talk about purpose and find that and how do we infuse that and in a monthly group as well. And you can find details on uh, purposeinfusedcoaching.com as well. And then also on Amazon, you can check me out. I have a a book, His Story, A Story of Growth, Change, and Learning. Mm. Uh, Just stories from my life of what I went through and what I've learned. And that's on Amazon as well. Mm -hmm. One one other question regarding your book, and I'm always eager to ask that to people who have written the book. What's not in the book? If you were to go back and write version 2.0, what other things would you include or not as part of the original? My shadow is not in the book. Mm. It's not there. Cause okay. at that point in time where I finished, finished and wrote it, mm-hmm. I, um, I didn't own it at that point in time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that, that's not in there. So. Got it. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for being a guest. Thank you for sharing your story. And like I said before, you know, I had the pleasure of connecting with you and learning about your experience and for me just this was a valuable conversation to have because it allowed me to also take ownership of my shadow as well thank you all for listening to today's episode i hope you enjoyed it as much as we did if you haven't done so already feel free to subscribe to our monthly newsletter so you can receive all of the latest episodes, featured stand-up and speak-up stories, and ways you can be involved with Overcoming Odds. Once again, we thank you for listening, and we'll look forward to having you next week.